0: Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast. My name is Caroline Hare, and I'm the founder of Waves Girls Conference. We have girls' conferences for girls ages 12 to 22 in the States as well as internationally. Our mission and vision is to encourage and equip young women to start making waves for Christ in their homes, community, and in the world. We hope that through this podcast that we can bring messages and words of life, wisdom, and hope through the Word of God, life issues, and help girls know their true identity and calling. Well, hey, girls, we are so excited to be on season three of our Waves Ministry podcast, and we are—I've just enjoyed being able to have different friends and in ministry and life, um, as well as some of you girls from our girls conferences come on and share testimonies about your journeys and identity and calling, and. And today we have a very special guest who happens to be a close friend of mine. Her name is Sandra Reba. Say hi, Sandra.
1: Hey, how are you? I'm
0: good. We're so happy to have you, Sandra. Um, girls, I will just tell you a few things about Sandra before I let her share. Um, Sandra, I actually got to know her while working at a church um, here in Destin, and she was uh, working in a ministry where she was working with, Um, single moms and people just that were kind of on the margin and just had certain needs uh, that they just needed filled, whether it be um, their, their rent being paid, or maybe it was a physical need of food or clothing or shelter. And she was just a sweet presence to so many different women and moms and just people in our local community, just loving on them. But as I got to work with her, um, I, in a little bit here and there, we just developed a close friendship. And so I'm just so excited to have you on to share today, Sandra. Sandra, tell the girls a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, let's see. I was raised on a little farm outside of um, Pittsburgh, about 50 miles east of Pittsburgh in western Pennsylvania. I was the middle child of five. And, um, you know, just went to a Christian college and met the man of my dreams and um, got married and had three children. And It went downhill from there.
0: (laughs) But but she's bouncing back. But (laughs) Okay, so yeah, yeah. I've
1: bounced back.
0: I know for you, you do quite a few. Y'all, Cindra is one who moves and shakes. Like she loves golf and she loves um her grandkids and her pups and all the different things. But one of the things that I don't know if you realize this Cindra, but I feel like every time I talk to you, you're about to head on some road trip somewhere. Um, So my question to you is whenever you're going on your road trips, um, what is your go-to album or music to listen to when you're on a road trip?
1: Um, I love to listen to Laura Daigle. Um, She's so good. But you say, yeah, that, you say song, it speaks to what I was feeling when I, you know, was going through a lot of stuff and um, I didn't listen to stuff like that back then, but that was a long time ago, but it's just uh, the, it's just my go-to, you know, and it can always stir a lot of emotion in my body because of, I just want to get this place open and get helping women to, you know, start healing and start getting on with their lives.
0: Yeah. Well, um, so in talking about that, so tell us a little bit about um, an area of your life that you could say you've been on a journey. So tell us a little bit about your journey first off.
1: Well, I guess my entire life has been a journey. Um, I got married when I was 18 and um got a job and they moved to another state and got a job and worked for three years before I had my first child. But um, within those three years, my ex uh, had probably had about three or four different jobs, which was a red flag to me because I was raised in a family where the dad went to work and provided for the wife and kids. And, you know, it just, of bothered me that um, he couldn't even keep a job but that continued and I think in a span of 17 years that I was with him um, he had 34 jobs so oh that goodness, tells you a little not bit much
0: consistency, huh?
1: <laughs> no and no stability um, you know I couldn't depend on him for anything and then of course the abuse started and uh, it just You know, it went downhill and it was finally whenever I looked at myself in the mirror one day and I said, are these kids better off with him in the house or out of the house? And the answer was very clear. And he had had um, been unfaithful and several times. So I felt like I had a legitimate reason to leave. Not that being abused isn't a legitimate (laughs) reason, but um you know so it just started with small little things and then it, it progressed and got worse and worse so i guess that there's one thing i could say to um young girls is take your time or nobody rushing you to get married or to do you know and the yeah. these types of men cannot behave themselves very long. So that, I think that was one reason why it was so important to my ex that we get married because I started dating him in February and we got married May the 20th. Oh,
0: wow. And, um, he wanted to like yeah. snatch you up quickly.
1: Oh yeah. Because they go for the girls and women like I was because I had zero self esteem and you know usually they go for um uh women or girls who come from not a very high fluent uh financial background or anything right. but these narcissistic men they prey on these women and young girls and you know, then it's not, and they behave for a certain period of time, but then it's too much for them to behave too long because that's not their personality. And that's what I, you know, I used to always think if I could just stop this, stop some of this craziness when they're in high school
0: right, and,
1: you know, get them to really realize that, Hey, He's not treating me right. This isn't the way God wants me to be treated. Um, right. I wasn't that inept, you know. I, I guess I just, I fell in love with him for the right reasons, and that's the problem. Usually the women do. And then it's too late, because <laughs> then they they fall in love, and, and for the right reasons, and then, you know, it's hard to get out of that. Right. So, so
0: looking back, um, looking back in that moment, what were some of the, you've already touched on a couple of them, but like, what were some of the red signs or the the signs that it was like, Hey, if I could go back and tell my former, my former self before I got married, like, Hey, this is a, this is like a red flag. Don't date him or, or this mm-hmm. is something I could have worked on so that I, I recognized that better. Like, what are some of the things that your journey could teach our, our girls that are in high school right now or in middle school or college?
1: Well, I think the the main thing is to have a high, you know, to work on your self-esteem and to know that God made you special, especially different from everybody else and that he has a plan for your life. I remember um, thinking what a couple of years ago, I was like, okay. Great, so I have to wait till I'm 60 years old to find the purpose (laughs) for my life. (laughs) But I went through a lot, you know. I was married to that man for 17 years and then I was a single mom of three because my dad came down and got me and the three children in the middle of the night because he was very, um, very abusive. And we moved up to Pennsylvania And I started a new life and I met another man that had never been married before. And he was very stable and, you know, secure and everything. And, um, we ended up getting married and we were only married for probably 14 years, I guess. And then he got real sick and well, he was sick for three years and then passed away. So, um, that's, you know, that's like my life in a nutshell. I mean, there's a whole <laughs> lot of other stuff that happened. Right. Of but, <laughs> course.
0: of course, no. but you we know, thank you. so whenever you were on that journey of breaking out of that ab- abusive marriage, um, what were, what were some of the things on that journey that encouraged you? What were, who were some of the people, what were some of the things that happened that really encouraged you to take the right steps towards having that solid identity so that whenever you did re- meet a good man you you recognized it you were ready for it and and just to even have that healing what what encouraged you what
1: yeah well i think um i found a good counselor
0: <laughs> and i did right? go
1: through some counseling you know I, I found a couple bad ones too but i found a good one and um you know And there's some other things that I did too um, because one of the things that happened and I I, honestly, I went back to him. This is a statistic on average, a woman will go back to their abuser seven times and that doesn't matter if they're married or not. If they're just dating, she will go back to them seven times. That's not everybody, but isn't that crazy? You know, and I've had people say, well, why, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just leave and be done? Well, there's a lot of reasons. Number one, I had three children to that man. And number two, I loved him.
0: Right. Crazy
1: as it was you and crazy that. as it sounds. And that's not a position that these girls want to find themselves in. You yeah. know, you need to take care of all that before you say I do. Because once that ring is on your finger and you may think it's wonderful and great and everything else but it won't be long if, and I'm just saying that if you're, if this is the type of guy you're marrying, you know,
0: guy, yeah. So, um, right. Didn't you end up remarrying the same man that was abusive? Yes, I did. Okay. So what? um, I
1: did remarry him.
0: Okay. And that, that just to me, is just so wild that that, but I I've heard that so many times and I know, um, yep. I know of a few people personally that have been, that are in abusive marriages and they won't break free and it just breaks my yeah. heart because I'm just like, girl, like, get out, get out, get out. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, this, this well, keeps happening and yeah. it's escalating. Um, but one of the things mm-hmm. like that I, I would say, like, just hearing your story, I hear about your dad coming and rescuing you. Like, to me, like, I don't know what that mm-hmm. was like, but I just, I imagine your dad like in the middle of the night, just snatching you up out of there. And I'm like, what an encouragement mm-hmm. just that your daddy was like, no, daddy says, get out. <laughs> like Yeah. Well, you know?
1: and he did. I mean, I, but see now for a long time, I hid all that from my family. I was so ashamed because I was, it, it, my husband at that time convinced me that it was all my fault. Oh wow. And that's what happens. No. Oh, hang on just uh that's what happens though, is that they convince you that it's your fault. And so I was so beaten down and so um, <laughs> we I all have fluffy nuggets puppies. that
0: we love. <laughs>
1: <Puff dogs. laughs> but um and that's why uh you know, it just took me a long time until I was open and honest with my family. Because, yeah. you know. What and even the, then it was tough, but
0: what was the um what made you finally reach out for help or or express um, something?
1: My ex started being a little um sexually inappropriate with my oldest daughter
0: Oh. and
1: that really made me realize that I had to get them out of there that and the fact that I didn't want my daughters to grow up and marry a man just like him and right. I didn't want my son to grow up and be a man just like him
0: yeah you know
1: and I wanted to get them out of there and far away and the yeah. good news for me I had full custody he didn't That's have any 100. um any custody, you know, and that's not the case in a lot of these cases, but, um, you know, I had to fight them for child support, which I never did get. And so I was on my own, (laughs) but I did it. It's not, you know, it's not undoable or, you know, an unachievable goal, but it just takes a lot.
0: Yeah. So You know, I think about so many um, students and such that even during this quarantine time where so many have been at home so much, I think about how many mm -hmm. people have been forced at home with their abusers. And um, I just, I will talk a little bit about your ministry here in a minute, but I will just say like, I love seeing resources of just encouragement for them to To get out of that and to stay close to the Lord and and reach out to friends and to try to break free. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Well, and I will tell you another statistic during this COVID thing,
0: uh Okaloosa
1: County saw a 30% increase in the number of calls they got.
0: Wow. You know, the sheriff's
1: office got 30%.
0: Well, people are yep. at home and and they're they're oh, yeah. faced with the reality that maybe they. Well, and the kids were them. at home,
1: so you know.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what is? Yeah, the-
1: and it usually, well, go, Sorry, ahead.
0: go ahead. No, you go ahead.
1: Well, I was just gonna say usually the the, the abuser, the you know, they're not a real good father either.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. So
1: totally. it's not like they would take the kids and do something with them or even help with them, you know. Right. that was Um, the other thing with mine
0: what is the biggest change you have made because of that journey that you that you went on with that abusive marriage
1: um probably in myself just being more independent Mm -hmm. and not allowing somebody to take you know advantage of me anymore right (laughs) um you know, in in that aspect, and being very careful with dating because, um, you know, they can be like I said, they can be so sweet and kind and wonderful, and then by the time you say I do, and they <laughs> think they have you, you know,
0: yeah, they're then
1: that's when things help. start going south.
0: That's right. So that's one thing, you know. I think there is wisdom to just being independent in some things just because it's like, you are linking arms with Jesus as you do that. Like that, that God is like linking arms with you as you're making decisions and, and you're doing things Right. to be able to handle things. Even if it's not an abusive situation, maybe I I have Mm -hmm. been at the house of, of women who their husband has suddenly died and, and they haven't even known, how to pump their own gas or they, you know, they haven't known oh, yeah. simple things that, um, that just everyday people have to do. and I mean, so just being able right. to have enough independence so that you know how to do some things, um, is, mm-hmm. is a blessing. And it shows that, you know, your identity as not just a woman, but as, as a child of God, that like, that it's okay for you to know those things and know how to do it. And if somebody's threatened by that, then that's their issue, you know?
1: Yeah, and if the girls will depend on God and pray to Him, you know, I pray now almost every day for the spouses that my grandchildren will marry.
0: Wow. And I don't
1: think that's pre, you know, pre, um, premature because yeah. somewhere out there, you know, if when they get married, they're going to meet somebody. I don't know her name or his name, but I pray that you know um that they always rely on God to help them with that decision,
0: yes, and
1: absolutely. and bring that person to them. I pray for my daughter too, who I have one daughter that's not married, and I still pray for her to, you know if it happens, it may not, but and that's fine, but um, I just think that that's the biggest thing I remember. Sometimes, you know, I was raising three kids by myself and I had my own business up there. And I remember sometimes going in and just throwing myself on the bed and crying out to the Lord that you better do something (laughs) because I'm at my rope's end, you know, and we get that way. But as long as we turn to him and that's all he wants, that's what he wants us to do.
0: That's right. Not
1: only in the good times, but in the bad times.
0: He's there for you right in you know? the midst of your breaking and, and he's ready to he help put the pieces back
1: together. Um, so and you know, Caroline, that's how I look back on my life. And I think, I, you know, I didn't see it back then, but now I can see why I went through what I went through because of now what he has put on me to go and do. And, and it's all been because now I can relate to those women.
0: Right, one
1: on one. I'm not a counselor, but I can sit there and say, You know what? I remember that feeling. Yeah, I remember, you know. So, I think that's going to give me an edge with some of these women because sometimes counselors, you know, they might think, Oh, yeah, you don't know what I'm feeling because you've never been there. Well, I right. can, I do, right. <laughs> And I have been there. I love how
0: God, um, how God can take what the enemy meant for evil and how he can work it for, for good, um, for us and Mm -hmm. for others and for his glory. And that's what I see bursting out of you, Sandra. So Sandra, tell, um, tell the, the girls, um, a little bit about like what your new project is, um, how you're planning to help others, um, through their own journeys of just breaking free out of, um, abusive relationships.
1: Okay. Um, Well, I'm planning on building 20 transitional houses so that these girls, when they come to me, uh, will each have their own house. And depending on their number of children or what their situation is, that's where we'll decide where they're put. But it'll be highly secure, um, you know, 24-hour round-the-clock security. Um,
0: Which is totally in situations like this. And it's in the pan, oh, yeah. right? Um, yes. Okay. It's gotcha. North Florida. Yeah. And um, yep. and what's the name of the ministry?
1: It's Stillwaters Ministries and it's kind of based on the premise of um Psalms twenty three, where he leadeth me by Stillwaters. And um, you know, I plan on having uh, counselors. I'll have two, I already have two volunteer counselors. I got two days filled up with counselors so far. I have a medical doctor who is going to um, volunteer and be there, you know, to see the children or to see the women, whatever needs to be done. Um, I will have, yeah, we're going to be teaching classes like divorce care and divorce care for children and single parenting, single and parenting. Wow. Um, and then I'm going to be teaching a financial class.
0: That's so
1: I got, um, I'm a co- coordinator for Dave Ramsey's program, which I think is a pretty good program. Oh, it's
0: a great program.
1: And yeah, so I'm going to be teaching a financial class. Cause some of these women, um, you know, they will not know how to manage money. Um, I'm hoping that by the time, they leave, it's gonna be about a year long program. And by the time they leave, we will, you know, walk alongside them, help them to get um, secure a job, help them to get into an apartment or whatever needs to be done. Um, And some of them will have some financial resources, you know. Uh, So it's just gonna be a very individual program. As far Being as able to assess the needs
0: each. of each person and then yeah. help them on a track that um, that fits right. their their needs is is such a wonderful part that y'all can custom tailor make um, the the track yeah. for each family and each woman. Um, I just love that yep. that one of the things that I've seen God do through you, Sandra, is that He has used an area of your life that that was a pain point. To help bring freedom that you, you have, you have know the way out of that, you know, <laughs> and here you are yeah. like going and helping rescue others and bring them freedom. You know, I think of the phrase right. like free people, free up other people, you know, and you're, you're definitely yeah. that is doing that. And So we just thank you for being, um, being someone that says yes, um, to, to just helping bring freedom. Uh, to to women mm-hmm. and to young girls too. So, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today, Sandra. It's just been yeah. great to hear your testimony.
1: Yeah, no, it was wonderful. And anytime, um,
0: girls, I just want to remind you to uh, to again just follow along with us on this journey during season three of of different women sharing their faith journeys. Um, as they have discovered their identity and their calling and people just like Sandra that her identity was wrapped up in, in some other things, but she, in the midst of that, has found her calling, um, and so I just pray that um, that these stories just bless your heart, and they help you discover more of your identity and your calling. Um, and girls, I just want to encourage you to go and review our podcast. to tell other people learn about this ministry and about um, what's happening here at Waves, as well as um, give us um, a like and review, and and we'll just be able to rejoice with that as more people hear about this message of freedom and hope. Um, girls, I want to remind you that if you would like to purchase a Waves Girls Conference kit, that those are available on our wavesgirlsconference.com website, um, and you can purchase one of those and have your own very, uh, your own very, experience great experience of waves girls conference right in your home or with your church youth group or even with a girls bible study we hope you have a blessed day thank you for listening to the waves ministry podcast for more information about our ministry check out our website wavesgirlsconference.com and our social media at waves girls conference today we hope you start making waves in your home community and world